I just want to say thanks to the fans. Uh, you're talking about a spectacular atmosphere. You feel the energy, uh, the emotion that's in our fan base, uh, how hungry uh, everybody associated with our, with our program is here. Um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to come to Tennessee. Our fans are, are as good or better than anybody in the country. Uh, they're the best. Hey everybody and welcome into the WBIR 10 Sports Podcast. I'm Patrick Murray. Tennessee beats South Carolina 41-21. The Vols earn their second SEC win of the season and Tennessee dominated the second half outscoring South Carolina 24 to nothing in the second half. The 41 points the Vols put up and the 485 yards of total offense were the most for Tennessee in an SEC game since 2016 against Missouri. That was Josh Dobbs' senior night. Jawan Jennings had two touchdowns that night against Missouri. He had two touchdowns Saturday night against South Carolina to go with 174 receiving yards. That's the most for a Vol in an SEC game since 2010 when Denarius Moore had more than 200 receiving yards also against South Carolina. Jennings had an outstanding 48-yard touchdown catch and run where he broke several tackles He would not be denied. He was going to get in that end zone no matter what. And that run really shows you what Jennings is about, his passion, his love for the game of football and for the University of Tennessee. And you know what? Jennings technically started at quarterback for Tennessee. On the first play, they came out with Jennings in the Wildcat. He ran it. Picked up a first down, so technically he started at quarterback. I know a lot of all fans have been wanting to see that. They saw it. Jennings gets the start at quarterback, but then the next play, JT Shroud, the redshirt freshman, came in at QB. He played a couple series before giving way to Jarek Arantano. Shroud would then come back in later in the game in the second half. Here's what Jeremy Pruitt said about why they did that at quarterback. I decided because it's just the way I wanted to do it. Okay, pretty good reason, I guess, because the head coach wanted to do it that way. I think it's pretty interesting because Jarek Irantano made the huge mistake against Alabama. He was getting ripped by it by everyone. And, you know, a lot of people on social media, a lot of people were saying that Garantano should never take another snap again for Tennessee. And I didn't agree with that, but a lot of people, I don't know if it's a lot of people, but there were some people out there that thought that. I didn't agree with that at all. Um, I knew Tennessee was probably going to need Garantano again at some point, especially with the the, uh, concussion issues with Brian Maurer. So I wonder if some of that played into Pruitt's decision at all. You know, he, he seems like a guy that usually doesn't worry about the PR stuff. His his philosophy is kind of, look, if we win football games, people are going to like me. And if we lose, then they're not going to like me. And I agree with that uh, for the most part. Uh, But uh, PR does certainly help. You have to be aware of it. And I wonder if he was aware of that at all. If if he thought we better not send Jared out for the first play. And, you know, if he gets booed or whatever, that would be bad. Or if he has a bad play, that wouldn't be good. Uh, So I wonder if he said, you know what, let's stick Juwan in there. for the first play and uh, probably get the crowd going and then, you know, see what JT can do for a couple series because they hadn't, you know, gotten to see him too much. He played in garbage time against Alabama, but you would like to see what you got in him. So so maybe that was the thinking behind that. But funny answer from Pruitt on, on why they decided to do that, just because he's the head coach and that's what he wanted to do. 
So going back to Garantano, obviously been a tough week for him. Um, he had that play on the goal line against Alabama. It was fourth and goal from inside the one-yard line in the fourth quarter. Tennessee had a chance to score a touchdown, make it an eight-point game or make it a one-score game with more than seven minutes left and all three timeouts in the pocket for Tennessee on the road at number 1 Alabama. It looked like the call was supposed to be a handoff to Quavar's Crouch, and it looked like he probably would have walked into the end zone for a touchdown. Instead, Garantano decided he was going to try and stick the ball over the goal line. It didn't work out very well. It was a fumble for a 100-yard Alabama touchdown, a 14-point swing. Here's what Garantano says happened on that play. Uh, it was some miscommunication with the coaches and, and my, myself and with the communication with the whole offensive line and offense. And I went in the next day and I apologized to the coaches and the players and I asked them for forgiveness and I said that I was going to work my tail off from now on. So it was some miscommunication and being able to bounce back, the only way that I know how to do is get back to work with my teammates and really strive to get the next win. So that's his take on it. Credit to him for coming back and putting that behind him and continuing to work. It must have been a tough week. Here's what he said about how the week went. Uh, it, it's tough, but you rely on your religion. And my cousin Kaylin, Karina, Joey, they, they've been texting me, smile every day. And that brings a lot of life to me. And that's all I can ask for, man. I mean, I'm, I'm living. I'm, I'm with my guys every day. And it's, it's been a fun ride. And I'm excited for it to keep going and to get to a bowl game. Garantano actually got injured in the win over South Carolina Saturday night. Jeremy Pruitt told the Vol Network after the game it happened on his Second touchdown pass to Juwan Jennings in the second half, and Pruitt said that he broke a bone in his left wrist, so his non-throwing wrist, and that he's going to have to get surgery on it on Sunday, but Pruitt thought that he might actually still be able to play against UAB next week, so we'll see what happens there. Garantano gets injured, has to come out of the game. JT Shrout who played early on in the game, goes back in in the second half, and he played pretty well. He threw a 55-yard touchdown pass to Marquez Callaway, Shrout's first career touchdown pass, and the retro freshman finished 7 of 11 for 122 yards and that touchdown. Here's what Garantano said about the dynamic between the quarterbacks. There's no competition. Uh, whoever gets the job done, whoever gets the team wins. So there's no competition. We go out there and practice our behinds off, and... Whoever coach says wants to start, whoever coach wants to put in the game, that's really all we're worried about. If the team wins, then everybody's happy. Uh, I, I was very joyful. I, those guys are like my little brothers, and I said it at the beginning of the season that we're going to need them and that they work their tails off, and you see it throughout the season that they've been playing some good ball. And we, Me and Brian were very happy for JT. I was, in, I was in here watching it, and I think I banged the table a little bit too hard, but it, it was really excite, exciting, and I'm very proud of the way he played tonight. So we'll have to see what happens with the quarterback situation moving forward. Will Brian Maurer be back for UAB? You would think he would. Who knows? We'll have to see what Jeremy Pruitt says. I'm sure he'll be asked about it at his Monday press conference. It was a team win for the Vols. They got great contributions in all three phases. Let's talk about some of those on special teams. Two special teams touchdowns. Whenever you do that, you're going to win the game just about every time. Marquez Callaway had a 65-yard punt return touchdown, his third punt return TD of his career. He's now tied for second in UT history. He is one behind Bobby Majors. 
Bobby Majors has the record with four career punt return touchdowns. Daniel Batuli blocked a punt, then fell on it in the end zone. That sealed the game, made the final score 41-21. And Batuli also had 15 tackles on defense. He had a great game. Daryl Taylor had a huge game, probably his best game of the year. Had two sacks, batted down two passes. Big game for him. Certainly a team win for the Vols over South Carolina, 41-21 the final. And another thing to mention defensively, Tennessee held South Carolina to 0 for 9 on third down in the second half, contributing to that 24 nothing score in the second half. And also South Carolina had just 78 rushing yards against the Vols. Pretty good when they had 217 on the ground last week against Florida. So the Vols are now 3-5, and 2-3 and three in the SEC after the win over South Carolina. So let's talk bowl game. Why not? With four games left, Tennessee has to win three of them to become bowl eligible. And it is certainly possible. It's even possible if Tennessee plays the way it did against South Carolina that it could run the table and win the final four games of the season. Here's what the schedule looks like to round out the year. Next week, they've got UAB 7 o'clock kick on ESPNU at Neyland Stadium. The Blazers are 7-1 and one on the year, but they really haven't played anybody. And their only loss is to Western Kentucky. And remember, former Vols offensive coordinator Tyson Helton, now the head coach at Western Kentucky. So next up homecoming game UAB Blazers are seven and one Tennessee should win that game then you go on the road to Kentucky the Wildcats have been starting a wide receiver at quarterback the last three games Lynn Bowden Jr. he actually was a quarterback in high school but it's been a few years since he played the position they're two and one with a wide receiver at quarterback they beat Arkansas lost to Georgia and then beat Missouri Speaking of Missouri, the next game for the Vols after that trip to Lexington would be a trip to Columbia, Missouri. The Tigers are having an interesting season. They are undefeated at home, 5-0 at home, including a 20-point win over South Carolina, who Tennessee just beat. But Missouri is winless on the road. They lost to Wyoming, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky on the road, and then at home, they've beaten West Virginia, Southeast Missouri, South Carolina, Troy, and Ole Miss. Unfortunately, the Vols have to go to Columbia and play Missouri on the road. That'll be a tough game. We'll see how that goes. And then they close out the season with Vanderbilt at home. The Commodores are 2-5 and five with wins over Missouri and NIU, both of those coming at home. Tennessee will get Vandy at Neyland to close out the year. Got to win three of those final four games to make a bowl game and finish 6-6. Six and six. Certainly possible for Tennessee to do that. I've been saying this for a while, and you guys probably think I'm crazy, but I keep talking about what good practices we have. Um, and you can see the development of the players, the young players on our team, the old players on our team. Uh, our guys continue to improve. They're creating the right habits. Um, and the buy-in and the effort uh, – has never, been, has never been a problem. This group has been bought in, practiced with the right effort uh, the entire time. So it's good to see that um, we had an opportunity to, to put it on display tonight. You look at our team, tonight was a chance um, for our program to kind of grow up. We had guys that we didn't know that they, if they were going to play before the game started. Um, you know, we had to make game time decisions, which is not unusual. Some of them played, some of them didn't. Um, and then we had guys that went out during the game. We, we lost Wanye for a bit. We lost Darnell. 
Uh, we lost Jarrett. You know, had some guys, lost Darrell Middleton on defense. But we had guys that come in and they responded um, and played together, stayed together, um, and, and found a way. We keep talking about finding a way to win. We found a way to win tonight against, to me, a really good football team, okay? If you look at their body of work over the first seven games, forget the record, okay? Look, look, look who they've played and how they've played them. they got a good football team, and, and, and we outplayed them tonight, and that was good to see for our guys. Awesome in the locker room. Our guys are fired up, um, and I'm happy for them. So um, with that, I'll take any questions. All right, everybody, thank you for listening. If you want more Vols coverage, head to WBIR.com. We'll be previewing the UAB game and recapping this South Carolina game throughout the week there on WBIR.com and on Channel 10 as well. Appreciate you listening, and have a great week.